0: Andy, did you hear that? Come on. Did I hear what? That whistle.
1: That's the Rinso White whistle. And Rinso means us. That's right. Rinso gets
2: clothes Rinso White, and Rinso presents The Amos and Andy Show. <laughs> A young bride I knew took to cooking just like a shot. Her first lamb stew turned out...
0: Sensational.
2: Her cherry pies were...
0: Mmm, delicious.
2: But more and more, her husband wanted to eat out. Why?
0: We had a pack. I dried the dishes and put them away, but he did the dish washing.
2: Oh, and no rinse
0: No rinse We were using a slow-poke bar soap. That is, at first.
2: But then you found out about rinse eh?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Now we eat home every night. Gosh, the biggest pile of dishes is done in way less time. With Rinso suds in the dishpan.
2: Yes, stubborn pots and greasy pans come shining clean in far less time. Rinso soapy rich suds are easy on your hands, too. Try Rinso tomorrow. And now, our stars, Amos and Andy. Whenever Andy and the kingfish go broke, which is most of the time, they manage to place the blame for their failures upon anything but themselves. But when the truth comes out, it's a bitter pill to swallow. And that's what they're swallowing right now, because they have asked Amos for an honest opinion of themselves.
1: Fellas, you asked for it, and I'm going to tell you. First of all, both of you too, are two of the laziest people I know. Look at you, Andy. Right now, you ought to be thinking of a way out of your mess. Instead of that, you just sitting there with your feet up on the desk. Well, that ain't being lazy. I was thinking. <laughs> I remember once i read written some medicine book that the best way to think is with your feet up in front of you, gazing into space. Uh, that might be the truth, Vanna, but when you got your big feet up there in front of you, there ain't much space left for gazing there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, go ahead, Amos. Tell us what else is wrong with us. Number two is neither one of you has got no backbone. You don't stick to nothing. I bet you that last year you was in 40 different businesses and every one of them went bankrupt. You never sees nothing through to a finish. Well, how much more of a finish can you have than bankrupt? <laughs> uh, well, that ain't what I mean. I mean that neither one of you work hard enough to make a success or nothing. Remember this, fellas. Hard work never kills nobody. Hmm. Yeah, but sleeping ain't never caused many casualties, neither, you know. <laughs> Why don't you fellas face it? Both of you is lazy. You don't want to work, and you was chiselers. You was always trying to make big money out of some scheme, instead of finding out what you was fitted for and working at it. That's my advice, and I hope you takes it. So long, bums. Goodbye, Amos. <laughs> Fine friend he is, accusing us of being lazy, no good chiselers and bums. How can he have the nerve to say them awful lies about us, even if they is true? <laughs> And uh, I haste to admit it, but I think Amos has got something there about finding what we are fitted for and working at it. Now, uh, what training has we done had? Uh, Let's figure. Let's start with school. Uh, Did you graduate from college? Well, no. I was going to go to college, but something got in my way. Oh, what was that? High school. Seems that they had a rule about first having to go to high school before you could go to college. No. How about you, Kingfish? Did you graduate from college? Well, I'll tell you the truth, brother. And I had the same trouble you did about having finished grammar school and high school, so I jumped over college. Uh jumped over into what? I took a postgraduate course. Oh. Well, what did you jump over from? Well, the first time I jumped all the way over from the fifth grade into the postgraduate. Mm. Then I found out what it was a little tough there, so I jumped right back again, too. Right.
3: Yeah, yeah, I see.
1: So you see, and uh, so far as our training, uh, that ain't fitting us so much, is it? Well, I spent three years in kindergarten. Don't tell me it was all a waste of time. <laughs> uh, brother, and uh, I've been thinking. I know it's one thing. I know that I is fitted for being a promoter. Yeah. And Now, the thing for you to do is to concentrate on what you fitted for. Yeah, get you started on the road to success, and then I promote you, you see. Oh, yeah, but that leaves you sitting down with your feet on the desk and me doing all the work. And are you looking at that the wrong way? uh, Let's look at it from the abstract. From the what? From the abstract. Now, I know you ain't going to be ignorant enough to ask me what abstract is. (laughs) Uh, I ain't, huh? Uh, what is abstract? There you go. Uh, I know you was going to be that ignorant. Now, open your ears and listen to me. Now, I'm going to explain it to you. Uh, what the abstract is, it's... Uh, you got your ears open there now? Yeah, but there ain't nothing coming out your mouth. <laughs> the abstract means... Uh, it mean, uh Well, let's put it another way. Well, you ain't put it no way yet. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, let's forget the abstract. Let's look at it from the subjective. From the what? I knowed it was coming. I knowed it. I could tell by the expression on your face that that little word throws you. Yeah, well, explain that last word, will you? The word subjective. That's the word. Yeah. Now, you ain't going to ask me what the subjective is, did you? Yes, I is. Uh, let's go back to the abstract. Well, what is abstract? Uh, abstract is... uh. Well, now, let me put it another way. Uh, you was here to abstract the vanilla, ain't you? Oh, sure. yeah. <laughs> Well, it ain't nothing like that, no. Yeah. Well, now we're getting someplace. Why didn't you tell me that in the first place? Yeah, well, it just take time to explain these uh, things. Wait a minute. Wait. Uh, hello, Henry. Come in. Yeah, Henry. maybe you can help us here, Henry. Hello, boys. I thought I would drop in for just a chat. I just sold a large insurance policy, and I'm feeling very good. Oh, just sold a big policy, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry, would you mind telling me and Andy what you owe your big success to in the insurance business? Why, no, I would be glad to. Mm-hmm. I feel that I can honestly say, with all honesty... That my success begun when I met and married the woman I now call Mrs. Van Porter. Hmm, you ain't very familiar with your wife, is you? Kingfish. Don't bust in there. This is reporting. Yeah. So you feel that you owe your success to your wife, eh, Henry? Yes, I owes it all to my dear sweet wife. If her disposition hadn't driven me out of the house, I never would have went to work. Uh, Henry, uh, the thing that me and Anna wants to find out the, the most is why... Uh, what made you pick out the insurance business? Well, it all started during a particularly trying period of my married life. hmm It seems that my wife, who has never been very strong-willed, had fallen into a rather annoying habit. Well, what was that, then? Well, every time that I argued with her, she would break a vase over my head. <laughs> Yeah, have it like that would get kind of annoying, yeah. And to continue, the repeated blows upon my head was beginning to cause some damage. Mm. <laughs> yeah, she must have put some bumps on you, all right. I'll say she put some bumps on me. In fact, it got to the point where I wasn't worried so much about the injuries to my head. I was worried about the injuries to my bumps. Mm. Had bumps on bumps there, huh? Yeah, so... Natural, I came to the conclusion that I would take out some insurance in case my head became disabled. Yeah. So, while looking over the various types of insurance, I became so interested that right then and there, I decided to make it my life's work. Yeah, so that's how you got into it, huh, Henry? Yes, that's right. Well, thanks for the chat, boys. It's been very informative and co-educational. Goodbye. So long, Henry. <laughs> Goodbye, Henry. Yeah, well, we didn't learn much from Henry about how to decide what we fit it for. Yeah, uh, let's do some more thinking. Well, Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I ain't got no more time now. I got a date to meet a new gal at 3 o'clock. Hey, uh, what about the gal you supposed to meet at 2 o'clock? Well, I was too busy to meet her. How come? My 1 o'clock gal wouldn't let me go. <laughs> uh, uh, son, when it comes to women, you really know your... Hey, wait a minute. Wait, I got it. Andy, I got it. Got what? What you was fitted for. Andy, if there's any training you was done had, it's been with women and romance. If anybody could give tips to lovesick gals and fellas, you is the one. Andy, look here, we are opening up a clinic. Two dollars a visit. Just like a doctor, only you give advice to the lovesick. Hmm. We'll put up a sign saying, Advice to the Sick by Andrew H. Brown, BS. Well, what is that BS for? A Bachelor of Smooching.
3: LAUGHTER
1: <laughs> and look here, I'm going right over and see Gwendol at the newspaper and put an ad in and we'll start the clinic. Great, Kingfish. I'll go and call on Shorty and make him my first customer.
2: The Mystic Knights of the Sea Quartet singing Don't Fence Me In. Give me land, lots of land, under starry skies
4: above, don't fence me in, let me ride through the wide open country that I love, don't fence me in. Let me be by myself in the evening breeze Listen to the murmur of the cottonwood trees Send me off forever, but I ask you please Don't fence me in Just turn me loose oh, turn me loose Underneath the western
3: sky
4: mountains ride. I want to ride to the ridge where the west commences Gaze at the moon until I lose my senses can look at how that I
3: can't fences Don't fence me in oh!
1: Shorty, before I tell you the reason I dropped over to see you, do you mind if I ask you a personal question?
0: why uh, right my no, Andy. Uh, go right ahead.
1: Yeah, well... Uh, Shorty, uh, tell me this. Has you ever been snuggled up to a gal, your arms around each other, your faces snuggled up close to each other, and then all of a sudden you say the wrong thing?
0: Uh, l- l- let me see. Uh, the last time I was with a girl, uh, we 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 were snuggling on the back porch. Uh, no, we we were snuggling in the front step. Uh, no, we, we 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 were snuggling in the part. uh We would we, even we snuggling on the floor. I've never
3: snuggled. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, look here. Mm. In that case, Shorty, I adjust just the fellow you need. Mm. Now, look, for $2, I can get you on the road to happiness, romance, and better snuggling. Uh, Shorty, I has just become a love doctor. uh,
0: Excuse me, honey. Did did you say love doctor? Yeah, that's right. Uh, You mean there's a cure now for that stuff? (laughs)
1: Listen, you don't get it, Shorty. I mean for a $2 fee, like a doctor... I learned you how to handle women and what to say so they'll fall in love with you, maybe even marry.
0: Uh, marry?
1: Yeah, that's where my service comes in handy, Shorty. Mm. Without me helping you, you might get a wife that'll talk your head off and nag at you all the time instead of getting the other kind.
0: And, Andy, you, you mean there really is another kind?
1: <laughs> oh, listen... Shorty is, shorty. Listen here. Mm-hmm. You know that courting a woman is just like training a dog? You got to know more than the dog.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you, you you read about that, Andy. I, I know, because I came to Airedale once.
1: You did, huh? Mm. How did it work out?
0: Oh, fine, Yeah, in, Inside of a week, all that dog had to do was just bark once, and <clears throat> I'd sit right up. <laughs>
1: Shorty, I can see where you are certainly the type that would let a woman wrap you around her little finger. You need my service more than I thought you did. Yeah,
0: I guess I do.
1: Listen, Shorty, you become a customer, and I guarantee you that in no time you'll be taking out gals as pretty as, well, as pretty as that Lucy Green that I was trying to get a date with. Mm-hmm. She is really hard to date up, boy. Every guy in town has been trying to get a date with her and can't do it.
0: Yeah, Lucy Green is awful pretty.
1: Yeah, well, uh how about starting that service with me tonight, Shorty?
0: No, I can't tonight, Andy, no, but t- tonight i got to visit my aunt. I, I mean, i i, I got to meet my brother. And I- I'm taking my sister. I- I- my uncle is coming to my place, and I've got a date with Lucy Green. <laughs>
1: Well, me and Fred Gwendell here has got a great idea. Yeah, well, sit down. Sit
2: down. Uh, yeah, we sure will, Andy. Now, uh, wait till we tell you about it.
1: Yeah, what is the idea? Well,
2: now, look here, Andy. Instead of uh, you giving hints to the lovesick people in person, why can't you do it through the newspaper where I work? Uh, write a column. You mean me write a love column? Uh, that's right, Andy. Now, look here. This column is going to be called Love Hints to the Lovesick. But you ain't
1: going to write it under your own name. Uh, Yeah, you see, Andy, you was going to write it under what we call in the writing profession a nominal (laughs) diploma. I is,
2: huh? Uh, Yeah, Andy, now, look here, you're going to write the column under the name of
1: Juliet Hart. Yeah, and the reason for that is, Andy, because most of the people that write columns like that is women... So we gotta make you a woman too. Oh, I'm gonna be Juliet Hart, huh? Yeah, now now look here, let's go over and see the editor at Fred's newspaper. Fred done range for the meeting. All we gotta do is to convince him that you know is the subject of love from one end to the other. Yeah. Now we gotta convince him that up till the time that you become Juliet, you was Harlem's biggest Romeo. say that Mr. Brown here is familiar with all the phases of love and romance? Oh, yeah, Mr. Henderson. This boy really knows his love stuff all right. His experience dates way back, too. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah, why, even as a mere child, Mr. Henderson, at eight years old, the gals was mad about him. You know that kissing game post office where a gal asks a fellow to deliver two letters in a package, which means two kisses and a hug? Yes. Well, and it was known as the Christmas rush. (laughs) Yeah, after the first two post office parties I done went to, my mama mocked me, handlewood would care. Well, you certainly started in young, Mr. Brown. Oh, yeah, and not only that, Mr. Henderson, the boy has kept up studying about women's rights through the years. Oh, he's a great lover. They call him Casablanca Brown. That's what they call him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I has done made it my life's work. <laughs> if you can call it work.
3: Yeah.
1: All right, boys, it's a deal. Good. The column will start in the newspaper tomorrow, and as you say, it will be written as a woman under the name of Julie Hart. Yeah, but please make out my paychecks in the name of Andrew H. Brown. I want to wear pants when I go to the bank. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Say, folks, remember that bride I was telling you about a while back? Well, you know, when she got married, she loved everything about her home. Loved taking care of it. Remember I told you how she loved to...
0: Good, that's fun.
2: And she loved to... So?
0: Oh, I've made a lot of things.
2: The only thing about the whole setup that she didn't like...
0: Absolutely hated.
2: Yes, wash day. That is, until she found out about Rinseau.
0: What a discovery.
2: First thing she found out was how easy Rinso makes wash day. As little as a ten-minute soaking in those soapy-rich suds, plus a few light rubs on extra soil places, and they're ready to rinse. No trick at all.
0: Easy as a breeze.
2: And then there were the results. In a word...
0: Wonderful.
2: Her trousseau linens, towels, sheets, and tablecloths.
0: And my husband's shirts.
2: Of course. All her whitewash came out of that Rinseau washing, dazzling <laughs> Rinso white. And every pretty printed apron, all her gay coloured cottons, finest washable colours came out of that Rinso washing, sparkling Rinso bright. Stayed that way too safely through dozens of Rinso washings. No wonder our bride spends wash day singing
0: happy little wash day songs.
2: Ladies, why don't you change to Rinso now? <laughs>
1: Kingfish, come in. Yeah, well, how's my cute little Juliet this morning? Oh, cut it out, will you, Kingfish? Yes, I see you got a big stack of mail of letters there. Column going great, ain't it? Yeah, the only thing is, all the readers thinks I as a gal. Mm-hmm, yeah, that's what they're supposed to think. Love Hints to the lovesick by Juliet Hart. <laughs> Sweet name you got there. Oh, Kingfish. But look here what one gal done sent me in appreciation for the advice I give her. A pair of silk stockings. Mm, give you a pair of silk stockings, huh? Yeah. If he wants to put them on, honey, I'll be glad to turn my back here.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: cut out that talk, will you, Kingfish? Okay, Anna, just kidding, just kidding. Well, look, I got to get out of work here. Let me see what this next letter is. Yeah, read a letter here. Say, dear Juliet Hart, I would like to get a steady boyfriend. My mother thinks I'm very attractive. But I've heard through another party that the boys say I am not attractive. Hmm. What do you think? I am enclosing a full length snapshot of myself, signed hopeful. Yeah, uh, let me see the picture, Andy. It? it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure is a funny pose for a picture. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, what you doing there standing in them two satchels there? <laughs> them is her <a> feet. <laughs> let me look again here. I thought them were satchels. No, no, they are feet, all right. Well, if you ever go in a hotel, lobby, you better keep walking, because somebody liable to slap some labels on them. Uh, tell me, Kingfish, uh, what you think of her figure? Well, it's certainly different, all right, ain't it? Yeah, she's on the heavy side, ain't she? I'd say she weighed 20 more pounds than Madam Queen. Mm. What would that make her weigh, Kingfish? Well, let's figure it out with simple arithmetic. Twenty pounds more than Madam Queen, and Madam Queen, we, uh... And I think we're getting up into trigonometry here, son. <laughs> yeah, forget it. Yeah. The reporting thing is a face, anyhow. Yeah, that that's where romance pays off. Let's uh, analyze the face. Yeah, let me get a picture in the light here and get a good look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the light don't help with
3: none.
1: (laughs) Yeah, just look at them eyebrows you got there. Yeah, Them is the bushiest eyebrows. I don't ever see it. Yeah, they is kind of thick, ain't they? Yeah, I guess every time she kisses a fella, he gets dusted off at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm going to write to this gal and tell her that I didn't get her letter. Yeah, that's the way to handle it, Annie. Well, I got to get on over to the lodge, all. I'll see you later. So long. Yeah, so long, so long. Now... Let me see this letter here. Uh, hmm. Hello?
4: Uh, could I speak to Mr. Brown that writes the Juliet Hart column?
1: I'm speaking. This is Juliet Hart.
4: Oh, fine. Mr. Brown, I'm the fashion editor of the newspaper, and I thought it would be a good idea to give Juliet Hart's advice on fashions and dress in my column.
1: Yeah, I'd be glad to. You got a pad and pencil there?
4: Oh, I can take it in shorthand. You go right ahead.
1: Yeah, well, start off by saying. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs>
4: Oh, hello Dandy. Andy. How is you? I've been out of town for a week.
1: Yeah, well, sit down, Gabby. Sit down. I'm talking. Uh, hello.
4: Go ahead. Anything about clothes or dresses?
1: Okay, uh, let's see now. Uh, we has got to be up to date and everything. For instance, I, personally, won't wear nothing but the kind of shoes with the toes sticking out in the front.
2: Open-toed shoes? You sure getting fancy,
1: Andy. You sure getting fancy. <laughs> Go right ahead. I'm getting it. Yeah, and on account of only wearing open-toed shoes... I always have my pedicure gal put red polish on my toenails. I feel it makes them much more attractive. <laughs> Certainly been a lot of changes around here in the last week, ain't there? <laughs> Just a minute, Gabby, will you?
4: Go right ahead.
1: We must also pay a lot of attention to our hairdos. Now, to give you an idea what the latest thing is, I is going to the beauty shop today. Mm-hmm. I never thought that of you, Andy. <laughs> and I'm going to have my hair fixed in a beautiful up-sweep. With roses pinned on one side and a big rhinestone ornament pinned on the other. This, I gotta see.
4: Oh, that's fine, Mr. Brown.
1: Is you gonna wear that stuff over or under your derby? (laughs) Uh, you think that's enough?
4: Oh, that'll be just about right. Thank you very much. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. And... You're going to be the sweetest man in town. (laughs) Listen, Gabby, since you've been gone, I was writing a love column for the newspaper. And I was supposed to be Juliet Hart. Oh, I see, I see. That really explains a few things that had me puzzled. Yeah, well, I'm answering my mail now. Look here, I'll show you. Here's a letter. Let's see what this one is. Signed, Brokenhearted. It says, Dear Juliet, I haven't seen my sweetheart for over two weeks. He promised to marry me and then never came back to see me again. I'm all broken up about it and haven't been able to sleep, eat, or work. What shall I do? Broken-hearted. Boy, that's a tough one. What would you do, Gabby? Well, as a lawyer, as a lawyer, I would advise her to sue, sue the man for breach of promise, yes indeed. Breach of promise. Yeah, breach of promise. That's what I'll do. After all, that's a very serious thing. Very serious thing. That's a violation of the banking commission. The banking commission? How you figure?
2: Very simple, Andy, very simple. He refused to marry her when she was banking on it. That put her out of commission. That's banking commission that I had it. <laughs>
1: THE END Well, Andy, I'm sure happy you're making a success out of this column you got in the newspaper. Oh, yeah, Amos. The thing's been going over two weeks now, and it's a big success. I was making $35 a week. Oh, that's great, Andy. Yeah, well, I better get back to this stack of letters here. They're coming in like wildfire. Oh, yeah, you got a lot of them there, all right. You better get busy and answer them, son. Yeah, let me look through them here. Yeah, let's hear them. You know, Amos, this is the first time in my life I done ever had a job that I liked it's the first time i ever been out of trouble, making good money, and I ain't got nothing to worry about. Oh, I'm sure glad to hear that, Andy. I'm proud of you, son. Oh, yeah. Hey, wait a minute. Here's another letter from that Miss Brokenhearted. Huh? Yeah, Gabby helped me answer the first one. Yeah. I think I told her to sue for breach of promise or something like that. Yeah, what does she say, Andy? What does say? Say here, dear Juliet, you will never know how much I appreciate you writing me about my boyfriend who promised to marry me and walked out. I have talked it over with my family, and they agree with you. Yeah, you sure know yourself, all right, then? Oh yeah. Then she go on to say, "Here, Juliet, dear, thank you again, and I am taking your advice. Today, I am starting to breach a promise suit against Andrew H. Brown."
2: And Andy will be back in just a moment. What a combination! Your washing machine and Soapy Rich Rinseau. With as little as a five-minute run per load, they'll get your clothes Rinso White and Rinseau Bright. Next time, make it a Rinso wash day and whistle while you wash.
4: Rinso White. Happy little wash day, so Rinseau White. Gertie sing it all day long. Your clothes are so white and the color so bright. You sing as you work along. Rinse so white. Happy little wash day song.
2: And here are Amos and Andy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the horrible disease of infantile paralysis must
1: be stamped out. It can strike anywhere, the rich and the poor alike.
2: Join the March of Dimes, help the fight against this dread disease by sending as much money as you can to the White House, Washington, D.C. Be sure to be with us again next Friday evening at this same time when the makers of Rinso will again present the Amos and Andy Show and you'll hear more about Andy's Breach of Promise suit. This program is broadcast to our armed forces all over the world. This is Harlow Wilcox saying goodnight to all of you from all of us and reminding you ladies that the used fats you save in your kitchens are helping to shorten the war. They go into vitally needed ammunition, essential military medicines, important military supplies. So keep saving waste fats. Strain them and turn them in to your butcher regularly. You'll get two red points and four cents for every pound you turn in.